Hello, beautiful tribe. This podcast is sponsored by Uvita. Thousands of years ago, before modern medicine proved scientific evidence for mind and body connection, the sages of India developed Ayurveda, which continues to be one of the most sophisticated, powerful mind and body health systems up to date. And I can begin to tell you, tribe, that it's about putting the power back in your hands. And the company that's helping you do that is Uvita. I've been on Uvita for a couple months now so that I can have a healthy gut and be able to clear my gut and be able to have the best digestive system that I can have. Because healing your gut allows the body to build a stronger immune system and produce the right kind of bacteria that tells your brain that it's okay to feel good. And as, as everyone knows, I'm the shaman who likes to stay lit and make sure the tribe is lit all day long. And so it's important for us to feel good in our bodies and it's important for us to live a very healthy life. You Ayurveda is a company that is doing that. They are utilizing the knowledge and understanding of Ayurveda in their company, wild harvested and organically grown herbs that they synergistically create in an Ayurvedic way to be able to give you what you need for your body to sustain health, wellness, and vitality. Everything that they have in their company is based in integrity, ethically sourced from natives who practice sustainability. And I can't begin to tell you how happy I am to share this with you and to have them be one of the sponsors for Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Their products offer everything from immunity to healthy joints and to healthy mood and healthy digestion and a healthy body. What more can you ask for from a company that is bringing Ayurvedic understanding to the Western world in a way that is supporting us and lifting us and shifting us into the greater possibilities of who we are? So I welcome you to experience Uvita. You can even contact them by going to their website, which is www.uvita.com. Dot com, and you make your first order, type in the word shaman, which is their code for the Ancient Wisdom Today podcast tribe, and you will get 35% off on your order for your first order of Uvita. But I'm telling you, the moment you start taking this product, you're going to see dramatic change in your body and the way you feel. And that is the best. And as the tribe knows, I'm all about putting the power back in your hands. So go ahead and check out Uvita and use my code SHAMAN. And until then, live healthy always and every day in your life. Love you. Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek is a third-generation shaman, an evolutionary innovator, and a women's empowerment leader. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. We're sharing ancient knowledge in modern times in order to put the power back in people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today. Yes, we're here together in this beautiful thing called life. And why is it so beautiful? Because you're here and I'm here and we're all here. And we all made the journey from heaven or what we call the inner planes of light to be here on this planet and to literally share in communion with each other and love and connection and know that we're not alone on this journey. And as strange as it may seem, you know, with everything that we've gone through through our childhood and all the things that we've experienced, we're not alone. So 
<laughs> it's quite amazing to to know that there's a huge tribe that is here and you know really being able to just acknowledge that the beauty of that and know that there are people out there of like mind and spirit who are here to hold that torch and when you fall down we're here to lift you up and when your light burns a little bit down because you get too caught up in the the, the nonsense that's taking place on the planet uh we're here to to light up that fire so that's something to be wonderful about that's something to be very happy about right to be wonderful to feel wonderful is to really look upon the things in life that are really amazing right like the fact that you get to wake up every day and see someone you get to see the people you love you get to look at the sky you get to you get to look at a tree today i was just staring at trees today and you know just just looking at the trees just being happy not because something is telling me to be happy because i choose to be happy that's the difference the difference is i don't need a a movie or some kind of thing to make me happy i get to choose it i get to choose happiness and i get to choose it just by acknowledging that it exists and i get to choose pleasure by acknowledging that it exists and i get to choose joy by acknowledging that it exists and i get to choose peace by acknowledging that it exists it's all only asking for my acknowledgement it's just saying hey i'm here the whole time <laughs> i'm here right here and while you're doing what you're doing and getting caught up in all these things i'm just here waiting for you just to kind of put your attention on me and let me just bless you up right let me just pour into you let me just cascade you let me just just you know comfort you and, and put a blanket of love all around you like right now and every now and every now after that now there's this unconditional love coming from source and a lot of people don't see or experience that because they don't put their mind upon it or their attention or their feelings upon it but right now right now you could literally just put your attention on it right now Put your attention on the fact that right now you're being loved unconditionally from source. It's shining so bright. <laughs> and it's shining so bright and so vibrant right now on you. And all it's asking for you to do is just put your attention on it right now that you know it's there. You don't need anyone. You don't need to, to go to anything, to, to do anything. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to convince someone of something it's right here right now just all it requires you to do is just be aware of it just put your attention on it right now put your attention on the fact that you're being loved unconditionally right now and just feel what that feels like it's just it feels really good and it feels so good that you can do anything you, you don't need anything other than this energy this attention on this energy all the time every time every day 
and just knowing that it's there. And then you can take it to your ancestors and know right now that all your family members in, in the realm of light, in the inner planes, right now are loving you unconditionally right now. Right now. And all you have to do is just put your attention on it and feel it and know it and just believe it that that's it. That's all this is ever being asked of you is just to put your attention on it. They're not asking you to jump through hoops. Source, God is not asking you to, to do something in order to get love or save the planet or, you know, fix something in someone's life or go out there and do something and then you get rewarded and loved. No, it's not a slave contract. It's not a contract that says, well, if you know you make your quota here, if you do a lot of really good things and help a lot of people and nice to a lot of people and doing all of these things, then you, you're worthy of love. That's, that's rubbish. That's nonsense. That's silly. It's, it, it, it has nothing to offer you but just a flat-out lie. Because right now, if you just put your mind on it or put your feelings on it, you can feel the love, this unconditional love. And the more you put your mind on it and choose to feel it, you'll feel a warmth cascading across your body and your heart. And the love is always there. And it's always there from your ancestors. It doesn't matter how, how mean or how wicked your family member was when they were living. When they go to the inner planes of light, all of that is no longer them. They're just operating in a place of pure love, unconditional love, joyfulness, playfulness, like a child. Like a child just looking at you from, from that realm, loving you, proud of you, happy joyful for you and sees the greatest potential for you. So it's like people have this idea that, you know, they have to appease God. Now I'm going to get emotional because if you only knew what you do, I know you do somewhere inside that you would never have to do that. You would never have to do that. You would never have to to do something in order to be loved. Love is free. You see, the unfair thing that happened here on Earth was the moment we were told that God could get mad at us or be angry at us or that we could be punished from our own creator. It was the biggest lie against God, the biggest lie, the most disgusting, filthy, unfair, dirty lie. It was a lie. And it's hurt all of you. It's hurt me. It's hurt all of us. And we have to rise out of that. We have to rise out of it. Because you went through your whole life thinking that you weren't loved. 
And then it made your parents go into that same behavior of not being able to love unconditionally themselves so they couldn't unconditionally love you. And every person came, the curse just went on and on and on and on and on. That wasn't fair. It wasn't fair, was it? No, it wasn't fair. Someone cannot love you, not because they're not capable of it. It's because they don't think they can love themselves or that, that they're not loved. Don't be mad at them. Don't be mad at them. They do not know. They cannot see what is going on because there's blinders. Blinders of fear. Blinders of fear that if they do something wrong, they're going to be tossed aside like tomorrow's trash. (sighs) Let me just get my composure for a second. It's not okay for us to continue this way. For anyone on this planet to continue this way. It's not okay for us to think or be mad at someone because they're incapable of loving. Incapable of being able to see that love is okay for them. We have to understand what happened. We have to understand how darkness infiltrated religion and spiritual evolution and the spirit altogether. I mean, there are people on the planet who will do all kinds of things in the name of God because they were told to and they told if they think otherwise, they're going to hell. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the feeling of hearing that for the first time when you're a child? The first time to know that your parents can hurt you or punish you because you were just being a kid. Perhaps you were playing and something broke and they spanked you or you got in trouble. When you're just playing and being a kid, which is exactly what kids are supposed to do, is play. Like we do in the inner planes of of light, also known as nirvana in heaven. We play all the time. Perhaps you forgot. And for some of you, perhaps you didn't. But that's what we do there. We don't get serious about things. We just have fun all the time. How are we supposed to bring light consciousness on earth if we're told that in order to be loved, it's something we have to work for or achieve something in order to be seen, recognized, heard, appreciated, and valued? It's a very long road of suffering, if you ask me. 
when all you really have to do is just tune in, put your attention right now that source, God, Allah, everything that you believe, whatever it is you believe, Jehovah, it doesn't matter, Christ, Jesus Christ, it doesn't matter, Obatala, it doesn't matter. Whatever name you choose to give creation, words don't really describe it in its full essence because words are limiting in the human tongue. The, the understanding of word is limited in the human tongue because words create descriptions and have codes and creation is the creator of the sound, the vibration, the resonance. The, I would say the best way that you could ever really define even, even at a small level would be to create a sound. A sound would be much more in alignment to understanding creation instead of saying Jesus Christ or Jehovah or Allah or any of these things and then attach all the principles and ideas that go along with those things along with it. You, you can't define love. You can feel it. You can know it. You can't define it. It's always interesting when people attempt to define God, creation. In shamanism, we don't define the source or creation. We can't. It's impossible. Because the limitation of the word, the language, it has limitation in the essence of its expansiveness. I think the closest you could get to, to truly ex expounding on just the concept of creation, right? Just the concept. And even that would be like maybe 1% of it would be to create a sound you know, like a very beautiful, melodic, very melodic sound. You know, all kinds of different sounds, like high sounds and just very high-pitched sounds, different sounds bouncing and moving. And Because, like, even if I was to say, I'm just getting just an itsy-bitsy tiny bit of how to interpret. Even if I laughed.
even in my laugh, even in my, my laughter, even in my laughter, it's still just one resonant frequency of our creator. If I was to have an orgasm, like when I eat food that is so enriching to the body, and my cells say, yes, thanks for honoring me. And my muscles say, yes, thanks for honoring me. And my body says, yes, you're eating life. Thanks for honoring me. And I make the sound of, If I'm in a state of ecstasy and pleasure, oh, 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 wow. oh my God. Oh my God, wow. So, so amazing. Oh, oh, wow. Oh my God, that is so beautiful. Oh, even that is a frequency of the Creator. If I use the words, I love you, you interpret those words because you were told what it means. That is why I say, Amala, Amala Ashe, Amala, Amala Ashe, Amala. Amala Ashe, Amala, Amala Ashe, Amala, Amala Ashe. You see, when you use a word that is held within a definition, you take away the essence of the expansiveness of creation. Hmm? You take away the essence of the expansiveness of creation. That is why I find it so fascinating here on earth how people choose to define God, define the source. They give it a form. They, they create it into a body. They say it was, it was Jesus Christ as God. Mm, interesting. You think Jesus was God. You do not understand God then, still, my darlings. It's okay. If you think Jesus was God, yes, the embodiment that you saw was the biological spacesuit, but that biological spacesuit belongs to the elemental kingdom. 
the essence of love that emitted from Christ, from Jesus Christ. That is the essence of God. However, not in its completeness, but in that which you can receive from your understanding of what love can be in your definition and what can that definition expand into. You see, when we operate in, say, Allah, right? Allah is God. We have to understand that the moment we place a definition on the character of God that is in, how do I say, in the most loving way, in the comparison, mm, not the comparison as one being over the other, but in the likeness of humanity and human behavior, and you associate the definition of God and human behavior, you have defined it in a very boxed mentality. Now, let me explain to you why, okay? So you can have a greater understanding of the why. If I was to say that God is this and God is that, and use words to describe it. I am only being able to portray the definition that is found in the dictionary based on those words, based on the language you speak, okay? Those words and those languages have been changed throughout history. Okay, I want to get clear with you so you can understand what language is. There was a time where we did not use these type of words. Okay, we did not define things through words, we felt them, we communicated through feelings, much like the animals do. They don't define in words, they communicate through feelings. We have came upon a being, okay, that was from the the darker realms that decided at some point in our humanity, in our existence, that we were in harmony with each other because we communicated through feelings, through emotions. We were communicating with emotions and we were communicating to the animals with emotions. So we were able to have a a union of conversation with everything, the trees, the water, the air, the animals, um, and, and each other, okay? And this being saw that if we were to be so unified, so connected, so together, hmm, that the dark realm, the underworld, would not have a source to feed from, to be able to feel the darkness, so that the beings who don't want 
to be in the light, the beings who have chosen to run from the light and hide from the light because they don't want to look or take responsibility for how they're using, okay, their creative source of God, that's them, hmm, in a way that is creating joy and love and expansion, okay? They infiltrated into us and scrambled our frequencies so that we could no longer communicate through our emotions. And we begin to utter sounds. And those sounds begin to create language. We would use our vocal boxes and formulate languages. And then we kept changing the language until we started to understand more and more. And different people had different sounds and they couldn't understand each other anymore. And these beings, and if you want to uh, know the the understanding of this, if you read the book of Genesis, it talks about, you know, and there was the wanting to build a tower into the sky. <laughs> it's a metaphor, my darling, just so you know. It is not actually the towers of Babylon or towers of Babel, as to say, is this tower that was actually built. Okay. It was the understanding of what we could do together in unison. Now, I know this because I was there, and I remember these beings, these beings that came from the sky, and some people may say, are you speaking about aliens? Well, if that's what you want to call them, you can call them that. There are beings that also reside in darkness in the underworld that have taken forms on other planetary um, places out in the universe that are also a part of the dark realm that interceded in creating an idea that they were going to What's the word that I want to use? Um, what's the word that I would best use, um, Angel Michael, in regards to expressing this? To subjugate. That would be a great one. Thank you, Angel Michael. To subjugate us and to play as they were gods. Okay? So they decided that we were too in harmony that the darkness could not take a foothold on earth. Now, let me explain to you what I mean by that. That means that darkness needs, in order to exist within this realm, it needs an anchor. The anchor is fear. The anchor is hate. The anchor is judgment. The anchor is everything that makes you look upon your brother and sister, look upon nature, look upon animals, in a way in which you have no value for the life hmm, and the light of creation within them. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Listen carefully, my darlings. Because what I share with you, I share with you so you can understand the deeper ancient wisdoms of how things came to be. 
and why they are now. Why do you think there are different languages in the world? Right? All these different languages. Because they were scattered in their frequencies and they started to utter sounds and begin to develop their own tribes and their own languages within that tribe so that they could survive. And then they saw the other tribes and the other ones as a threat to them because they couldn't understand them. And they thought that they were, they because they couldn't understand, they could not work in harmony, in community, in unison, in cooperation. And that's exactly what darkness wanted. But it wasn't complete. That wasn't the finish of it. That wasn't the finish of it. You see, if you go back to the stories you hear about the Mu people, the Mu, the Atlantis, these are the people who spoke through emotions. They were so in tuned with nature and so in tuned with, with elements and crystals and animals. They could speak to the horse. They could speak to the dolphin. They could speak to anything that had life in it because they knew the language was through the emotions, through feelings. Animals, trees, flowers, they feel through feelings. These feelings are, are the essence of creation in them, okay? It is the synthesis of all things. Don't you think why women have been so persecuted on this planet? Why have men been taught to be strong and not show emotions and not show weakness? Because it has been inbreded in them that goes way back to what I'm talking about. And what does it go to? It goes to the understanding that the emotions must be stopped. It must be squelched. It must be turned off. It must be limited. So that way, you only operate from that which they've created you to operate from. Your mind. And with your mind, you will not be able to connect with the animal's with nature, with the wind, with the spirits, with your ancestors, because you need to have the feminine energy, which is the emotional ability to feel and sense. The masculine and feminine used to be in harmony. They were one. But then what happened is that the, when they begin to turn off this and get people to utter sounds and get into the mind space. People started to figure out definitions for the things they were talking about so they can all teach that to generation, 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 generation. So when you identify God in a human language, <laughs> it's absolutely ludicrous. It's crazy. It's cuckoo bird. It's like, it's like you can't even put science on. You can't, there's nothing that you could actually say to me or anyone who understands this concept. When people start defining things to me, like defining the darkness, defining God, defining these things, you are limiting the power in the source that is. 
You have to feel it. You have to feel it. Right now, unconditional love is all beaming on you, pouring into your being, saying, let me in, let me in, let me in, let me in. I have all this love for you. That's coming in from the angels and from the trees and from all the spirits and all the beings in light and all your family members and ancestors and all the ascended masters and all, my goodness, there's so many beings out there in the realm of light that are just beaming you love, saying, let me in, just notice me. Notice me and feel. That's why they want to turn off your emotions. That's why they want to make sure you watch scary movies and you get caught up in every type of drama and chaos and anything that would just fry your nerves, fry your system, fry your brain, so that way you can be us just completely sizzled out. Because when you're sizzled out, you can't feel because you're overloaded. Then you don't dream anymore. People say, I can't remember my dream. That's because you're sizzled out. You're sizzled out. You should be doing meditation Wednesdays. Add that to your, to your, to your regimen of love. Hmm? People say, I have to work on myself. Mm, mm. Yeah, we, wanna, we don't want to uh, get into that word. Because you want to love on yourself right? You want to love on yourself. You want to love on yourself. You want to love on yourself, right? Because when you love on yourself, you are loving creation. (laughs) You are loving creation. That's right. And so as we understand that there is the, the, the qualification that we have given to things, that's why the system loves to infiltrate you with labels. Am I really black? Am I? Are you sure? Are you really sure? Because we did not call ourselves black at one time, or white, or Hispanic, or Asian, or any of the things that, you know, whatever people want to say something is. Gay, straight, bisexual, this thing, that thing, banabam, banabam. These things are limited because you cannot place a definition on yourself. You have to feel what you are and what you'll feel if you really let go of the definition. What you will feel, right, is the truth of who you are which is love, unconditional love. You are that sound. You are that vibration. You are that pulse. You are all of that. And when, and when we invade ourselves with these limited words like we did for, to God, I mean, really, people, can you believe the nerve 
of someone trying to make God act like a human being that gets jealous and angry. I mean, do we have nothing to look forward to? Is evolution stopped there? That should have been the first sign of nonsense. If I was in that class, I would have simply said, um, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. So you say God gets angry and gets jealous and can punish us, right? So anger and jealousy comes from fear. So you're saying God is fear. Then how can God be omnipresent, omnipotent, and omniscient? And how can God create the sky and the trees and all of these beautiful things and this amazing masterpiece of art when there are so many artists like out there in the world you know, who are considered geniuses and God created them. So you're saying that God is reduced to a human evolution, like a dot on the map that you can describe and define and calculate? Like you really have that level of intelligence and the nerve to actually think you can calculate, define God in a human tongue and a human body and in a human understanding with words and definition? Really? That's interesting. Wow. So you're basically smarter than God is basically what you're telling me. So tell me, how was the waters and the skies and the stars and everything created? How was life created, period? I mean, you know, what what is it that we are operating from here when we talk about you know the core of creation because i mean if we really look at it the definition of god in the dictionary reads in christianity and other monotheistic religions it says the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral authority the supreme being what is moral authority mean that's such bullshit and they have the nerve to put it inside of a definition in the dictionary as if like you have figured it out you people think you have figured out god because you put it in a definition in a dictionary and you say the creator and ruler of the universe and source of all moral let's look up the word moral shall we the word moral because this is very interesting. This is where this is where you get into like the silliness of it of all. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go, everyone. Everyone in the tribe, you ready? Moral means in the dictionary, concerned with the principles of right and wrong behavior and the goodness of badness of human character. Oh God, that's such a crock of shit. You're going to tell me that the idea of moral behavior is based on good and bad behavior and who defines the good and bad behavior as according to what level of objectivity are we utilizing, right? Very subjective in the idea of what are we really utilizing to measure that? Because, you know, we have very strong definitions. I mean, you could say in Papua New Guinea, it's very moral for a young boy to have sex with every single, have, you know, intercourse with every single person, man in his village and consume his essence. Okay, I think you know what I'm talking about, right? And for someone in the States or somewhere else, they would think that's disgusting. 
And maybe someone may not think that's disgusting, but you know, that's for the, each their own. But the point is, most people would be like, are you kidding me? What? I know a lot of my male friends would be like, what are you talking about? I have to like get together with every man in my village. They would think that's wrong. Based on what? Based on their cultural understanding, their upbringing, the aptitude of information that was given to them by their authority figures and by their system that has built in the perception of how they should look at the world, dealing with and subjected to the box that they were brought up in, in whatever morality their tribe or their system has but talk to someone in Papua New Guinea and that is a part of your duty before you find a wife now you tell me is that moral it seems to me that the understanding of moral right the understanding of moral is basically quantum entanglement it is literally duality it is literally us defining what that is for us and so then you can say basically that it's not moral for a person to go and murder someone because that's bad, right? Because it talks about right, wrong, and behavior, right? Then that's bad in human character. That's bad. That's so bad, everyone would say. But it's not the same when you have the government poisoning our food and killing off tons of people in war. That's good. Because they're protecting us. That's good. It's okay to kill those people because they're, they're, they're coming to, to hurt us. Well, guess what? Maybe that person who killed that person thought the same thing. Who are we to judge? But our moral compass is not based in the idea of right and wrong. It's based on cultural upbringing. So until we as a society of people, our species of people begin to understand and redefine these two things in the dictionary, which is so interesting because you've put these, this, this, this moral. So let's go back to the definition of God. So it says here, the definition of God, the creator and ruler of the universe, ruler. Okay, ruler. Now, that's an interesting word in itself as well, because look, you know, uh, what is the word ruler defined as in our human dictionary? Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on, everyone. Get ready for this. Hold on to your seats. Okay, get ready. Ruler, a person exercising government or dominion. I mean, seriously, that's where God is, a government of dominion. So basically, God is a ruler and that is like ruling us. Like we are like what? What are we then? Like it's minions. You know, this is ridiculous. And this is what's in the human dictionary. And no one ever thought to go in there and just kind of be like, um... This is kind of like uh, not co correct, right? So then we go back to understanding. So we go back to defining God, right? Let's go back to that, okay? So the creator and ruler. So now we know that the creator is a, a, a government of dominion of the universe and source, okay? Source, okay? The source of all morality and authority, the supreme being. That's what it says in the dictionary. Interesting, right? Very interesting. 
So no wonder why people are living in constant fear that God doesn't love them. I can guarantee you there's so many people who are living in their religious belief systems because and doing everything that they think they're supposed to do in order so God doesn't toss them into that burning place place that burning hell because you know because if god could toss its beloved angel lucifer to that burning into hell then god forbid god would do it to me really so it's like you know you know you know the um the whole thing called monkey see monkey do right it's like you could take a bunch of monkeys and put them in a room and you could put a banana at the top of a ladder and every time the monkey goes up the ladder, right, the water sprays all the monkeys and they, get, they, they feel pain. And so they know not to go to that banana. And so then all of a sudden, you do it again and 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 you do it again. And you, again, and you keep removing monkeys out and you bring new monkeys in. And then the monkeys will communicate to the other monkeys, don't go up that ladder and get that banana because we all get hurt or something bad is going to happen. Quote, unquote, bad. Something bad is going to happen. I know you, you all got that transmission that the matrix sends us, right? Something bad is going to happen if we don't obey the rules, right? So monkey see, monkey do. So the monkeys then, you know, tell them not to go up the ladder, right? And so all of a sudden, like the monkey goes up, one of the monkeys goes up the ladder and all the other monkeys start beating that monkey. And why they're beating that monkey is because they don't want to get sprayed. But then all of a sudden, let's say they, that goes, and then it's just like one monkey left and they remove all the other monkeys. So let's say there's 10 monkeys and they, they leave only one monkey. Okay. That monkey will then communicate to the new group of monkeys, the new 10, the new nine monkeys that come in with that one monkey that's in there. And and tell it that same thing. And then all of a sudden, they remove all 10 monkeys, and then a bunch of monkeys come in, and no monkey is going up that ladder. And next group of monkeys come, and no monkey is going up that ladder. And the next group of monkeys come, and no monkey is going up that ladder. And why? Because the monkeys have been embedded into their DNA, okay? That that inside of the resonant frequencies inside of them of that behavior it's been passed down through generation and now they understand like if you ever go out in nature and watch animals and birds you know some birds if you are really like a person who has really powerful energy and you're like you know full on love and whatever some birds will you know respond to you and come near you and things like that but don't you notice how animals kind of keep their distance from you do you know why because we have repeatedly showed animals disrespect we constantly don't see the life of God inside of them. We treat them like they're beneath us. And so therefore, we just do whatever the heck we want to do. And animals know that. They know that we are predatorial species and that they also know that they still have to exist and survive, but they also know to keep their distance from us because we are not 100% safe. And there's sometimes an animal who will come out of that space and then we domesticate them. Which basically in, sh in shamanism means that if an animal is being domesticated, it means that it literally is going to, that spirit of the elemental that makes up that animal is going to choose to merge with a, a, another spirit to have a human body. But the thing that I'm saying to you is this, is that we have constantly created that energy in them. And so the trust of us has been 
you know, has been diminished over hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years that it's been passed down so much into them that they don't even have to talk about it anymore. They just know. They, they've been communicating emotionally to, to all the different species. And then there's those species that do come to us and then we do things horrible to them, like the dolphins and the whales and, you know, the ones who are like us, mammals, you know, mammals in water. And because they're in the water and they don't walk on two legs and have two arms, we just forget that they're sentient beings and we just forget that God is inside of them. And we just look in their eyes and think, oh, that's just a dolphin because they can't talk. God forbid they can't talk because they still speak the old language that we lost. The ability to feel. The ability to sense. The ability to perceive through the emotions, through feelings. Right? And so, we put definitions on things. We associate God as a a moral ruler, basically, is what it says in the dictionary. Right? exactly what it says in the dictionary. But now I'm going to look up something in the dictionary too. Let's look up uh let's look up the word black. Definition of black in the dictionary, right? Cuz that's what people like to define me as, right? A black man, right? Which is very interesting. And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and read what they consider black to be. Okay. So the definition of black in the dictionary is very dark in color, okay? Well, I'm I'm more brownish red tones, but I mean, I put black crayon next to me. I don't look like black, but that's okay. We'll we'll go ahead and play their game. All right. And um let's see uh characterized by the absence of light. Interesting. So, we're absent of light. Oh, okay. Here we go. Uh black definition, dirty and soiled. <laughs> Dirty and soiled. Wow, thank you for that definition. So that, that, that's interesting. Okay, and uh, let's see. Um, what else is uh, considered, considered black? Oh, black magic is in there. That's fascinating. Black magic. So the understanding of black is based upon being soiled. Now, it says here, black is a very darkest color owing to the absence of complete absorption of light, the opposite of white. Oh, opposite of white. Okay. Pitch black, black, black. Most people who are black, especially African, Australian, Aboriginal ancestry or Jamaican descent. This is what's in, this is what's in, just so you know, the dictionary to define the color of my skin, which is not black, is beautiful brown. And Brown. When I say brown, I mean beautiful brown. (laughs) The thing is, it doesn't define. It's completely incorrect again. Definitions held by the theory of human beings on earth is invalid and unaccepted to a spiritual being. We as lit leaders, we rebel. Rebuke your definitions of character, of creation. We rebuke your definitions of your idea of making creation into something small and, 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 something, uh, and something like a human being that hasn't evolved beyond the, the passage of anger and fear and jealousy. We rebuke, okay, because I want to be very clear that we're rebuking this, right? Because we have to. We have to. If we're going to survive this whole thing, If we're going to come out of this, we have to rebuke the nonsense of it. 
Okay. And what does rebuke mean? It means express sharp disapproval. Okay. That's what we're expressing. Sharp disapproval. We rebuke it. We rebuke the nonsense that God is a ruler that uses moral compass to decide who gets love and who doesn't get love, even though every situation on earth is completely different from the next, depending upon culture, depending upon your region of location, what type of information and data was given to you in that region, from the people in that region, from the lessons of those people who have a certain understanding of their tribe or their community, okay? So for us to define everyone as equal in the same for morality is completely ridiculous. Can we get a ridiculous up in here? A ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Nonsense. Okay? It makes no sense whatsoever because the thing is, you cannot define. You cannot define. You have to feel. We have to go back to our old language. We have to go back to the way we used to talk, how we used to communicate. You know, sometimes friends will come over and they'll say, Dirk, do that thing where you, you share yourself with me. And I send them feelings of the way it used to be. And they go, oh my God, what is this energy? It's so warm and vibrant and all over my body. Some people even have, start having mental, emotional orgasms because of it. Because that is the essence is how we communicate. That's why I can communicate to animals and that's why I can communicate to plants and flowers and, and to the wind. And that's how shamans are taught when we're kids is to feel everything. Feel, 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 feel. Feel your way through life. Feel. The mind and the thinking, it's overrated. Feel. Use the mind as a laser to point in a direction. Use the feeling to sense and understand. Use love to be accurate. Use love to be accurate. Because when you love someone unconditionally, you can feel and see everything that needs to be seen. We have to return back to the old ways before the beings in darkness infiltrated our ability to be in resonant harmony with each other. We have the ability and the technology. Why do you think house music, classical music, music in general, has been bringing people together since the dawning of time? It is the one area that has not been distinguished. We must support women because women hold the foundations of light that allow the tones of vibrations to move through the earth and through men and through children. The resonant tone of life, the life code. The life code has a pulse. It has a resonant tone of creation. When we see it in an animal or a tree or a flower or another person, we must honor it. If someone doesn't love you or is incapable of loving, no, it's because they themselves 
has been told incorrect information about what love is and how love shows up. What, and most people live their life in the perpetual fear that they're not going to be loved when all they have to do is put their attention on God right now, on source. And even just using the definition of God or source, we'll use it for now, but on exactly on that. Put your attention on the feeling. (laughs) Feel your ancestors. The love that they give you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Feel the source's love. The emanating light that surrounds you, cascades you and warms you and blankets you every single day, 24 hours a day. Feel the love of the earth, of Gaia, of Pachamama, of Terra Prana just embracing you with love 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your cells and your organs, they require this love to be healthy, to continue their light source communicating to all of the network of your body. Your body is a beautiful woven network of love and it requires love source to keep it going. And the only way that it can do that is if you let yourself feel love penetrating you all the time, that it's always there. It's always there and it's always expansive and it's always wonderful. So I just want you to know what happened and why. And that you have all the power inside of you because you're geniuses. We're all geniuses in this tribe, aren't we? Yes, we are. To be able to feel ourselves back into evolution. Exciting news, tribe. My new book, Spirit Hacking, is now available at Barnes and Noble and Amazon and wherever books are sold. Put a pre-order in, tribe. We are here to change the world with this book. And by pre-ordering this book, it is making it possible for me to be a New York Times bestseller. So the more books we sell on pre-order, when all the books go out, it's going to be great. It's about being lit and it's about spreading that fire around the world. Invite to ignite. Let everyone know Spirit Hacking is available. Love you. I love you so much. Amala Ashe. So if you are not following me on Instagram, please do. Uh, please put your pre-orders in for, for Spirit Hacking. It's going to, you know, it's, it's, I can't even say what it is going to because it's not even necessary. I'll speak in past terms. It was amazing that when you brought spirit hacking into your life, the light that emanates from that book that literally shifted you into your 
highest self. That was so amazing how so many leaders were woken up. So you can do so by going to Amazon and pre-ordering because that's what we need. We need to have pre-orders, to have the big sales happen, the books to go out on the exact same day because the whole point is to bring more people to our tribe so they can get filled up, so they can get full, so they can drink and, and, and taste the nectar of life and live a different life, a life filled with joy and happiness, a life filled with health and prosperity, a life filled with awe, splendor, and freedom. Also, you can go to shamanduric.com and sign up on my newsletter, which I encourage you to do so you can get reports of where I'll be, what I'm doing, and also cool tips and stuff that you'll be getting as well. And invite and to ignite. It's time to ignite the world, everyone. Invite people, bring them to the tribe. It's time for them to drink, to drink love into their souls. So until next time, I'll see you later, alligator. Love you. Amala Ashe.